week actually I'll ask the question how many were not here last week just a couple people not too many just about four or five okay okay God give me navigation today well just chalk it up as God did some powerful things last week um, from Friday to Sunday Really, the whole weekend was powerful. Fire, oil, and glory. Don't miss it ever again. I'm telling you. And uh, no matter, we, had, we didn't have a guest speaker. We had just a lot of things happening by the Spirit. And um, I'm just so grateful. So the message that I released was on pulling things from the invisible here to this realm. How many believe that God can do that? I will prove it to you that he does that right now. And so I, I can't apologize for anything I'm about to say because this is just the way God deals with me and what he does. And so there's powerful things that we don't even understand that the Lord is doing. And, and I, you know, sometimes I'm funny about posting stuff on, on social media, but I just felt like it was done in public, so I'm just going to release it in public. And um. You know, you get all types of people commenting. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what happened. So by the end of service, well, first of all, people were slain out right beginning of service. And it just got into a crazy, wild mess early. Early. It wasn't a mess. It was a God mess. Okay? And then the Holy Spirit moved after once again. And God powerfully moved. But I, I'm just going to tell you that as Lisa and I were walking this way, it was towards very... You know, a lot of people had already left. Be careful when you leave. Don't leave before God's done. Look at me. I'll look over here. This, this side's okay. I'm telling you don't leave before God gets done because you may miss something. This is how I feel about almost every service and every prayer meeting we're having because I'm, I'm expecting that God is going to do almost anything at any time, and I don't want to miss it. And I know... I'm the pastor, I'm the senior leader, I need to be here, but I want to be here, okay, because it's getting more and more thick, that means thick with the presence of God and the glory of God, amen, and so as we were walking past, Lisa pointed to the ground, and I was like, what is that, and I picked it up, and it was a yellow feather, well, it wasn't a yellow feather, it was a golden feather, I have it right here, I have it right there. Yes, I've, got, I've started a collection, see? Because this is the way the Lord is showing up. And it's not, listen, I'm just saying this, and if you're weird about it, be weird about it. I don't know what to say. But when heaven shows up, it needs to be on display. And so this isn't just so, oh, we have a nice feather, because that's kind of how I took it when I took it. I was like, oh, a feather, nice. And I put it on my iPad. And then the Lord kind of rebuked me. He goes, why did you passively just go by that when I got home? He goes, you're kind of dull. I said, what? And I'm having this conversation with the Lord. <clears throat> but I just want to remind you, as I'm listening to the words that Joshua released, and 
and actually see these silver ones. See, it's silver and gold. We're just missing white. Because Charlie, actually, Charlie Shamp gave a word about the three birds becoming one bird, which is the, which is the bridal company, and it's the last day's prophetic ministry. And guys, it is on like Donkey Kong. I am telling you, get ready, because there's so many multiple layers in just the golden feather. And look at this is not Big Bird's feather. I'll tell you right now, it is gold. It is legit gold. It is legit gold. And I'm like, okay, that's great. What do you want to do? And it's really a sign. Remember what, what was released, that God wants you to put everything on the line. Listen, we are going every, all, it's all out there. It's all out there. Now I'm on social media with feathers. That's, that's even better. Right? It keeps going. And I it really, I don't care. I don't. And I want God to come whatever way he wants to come. My point being is that God's oil and, go, and glory will come at a cost and a price. And we, we have to be willing to give ourselves to it. Now, what am I saying? Okay, the feather's on the ground. There was no one over here. Anyone in this front, front row that came in with like a nice, flutter, you know, bunch of feathers? Anyone on this side? Anyone in the church that came in with yellow feathers on Sunday? I'm checking because I, right? No. And it's a big one. It's a beautiful one. And I, I would like to meet that angel. But the fact of the matter is he's here somewhere right now. So just get ready because you don't know, you don't know what could happen right now. Like at the moment where God just decides to show up and manifest himself. And so here's the thing, and I will get to scripture, okay? But the Holy Spirit is, is just really, he wants to, this has so many multiple layers to it. The prosperity angel, angels of glory. The prosperity angel that, that Joshua described was gold and all kinds of stuff falling off of it. Coins, dust, all that good stuff. How about gold feathers too? I think that counts. And also, Charlie Shamp had spoken a word. And it's so crazy. There's such an activation right now. We have no idea. And don't go stealing my stuff. It's your stuff too, actually. We're just going we'll, to... We'll, we'll, We'll put it up someplace in the new place, right? Just as a, as a memorial. With the crutches and the, and the wheelchairs. And the hearing aids. And all the stuff that we don't need, you know? That thing in your pocket, we take care of that too. No, this is what I'm believing for because the Holy Spirit wants to come in such power. And so there, there's a, I just want to talk to you about the flow of that, of that costly oil because I truly believe that the Lord is ready to pour out with all, all that he has. He just wants us ready. And are you ready? Are you ready? Because ready or not, ready or not, here we go. See, I'm going to be hanging out with the Joshua generation from now on. Because they're really on fire and they're, they're busting stuff up. But I'm, I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is coming in a, in a powerful way and we just need to be ready. And ready will cost you. Look at me. It will cost you. And I'll tell you, the oil is costly. The Bible says that there's a desirable treasure, but a, an, an oil Oil, oil in the dwelling of the what? Wise. But a foolish man will squander it. 
What does that mean? That means the oil is super costly, and the Lord wants to pour out oil. And we say, oh, I'm anoint, you know, I've got anointing that comes from the Lord. And you do. You do. But I'm telling you, most people are not moving in the anointing that God has set on their, on their lives. There is an anointing, and there is the anointing that flows from your life. And I truly believe that God is saying to this body right here that I'm looking for an army that is completely anointed and completely covered with the oil. Do you hear me? Because I know, I know everyone's supposed to do the stuff, right? I believe that. But who's willing to pay the price for the oil? I mean the oil that flows. I mean the stuff that really flows all the time and doesn't stop and, and doesn't get choked up when I have a bad day and, and when, when I, I'm not paying my bills and all those things. Where's the, where are the people that God is calling out of darkness into the marvelous light of his glory and presence? And I'm telling you, God is going to do this. Deuteronomy 32, you can go there. I'll get there in a second. But the Holy Spirit is going to open up wide. And I'm telling you, the feathers are good. I'm, I'm happy for the feathers. I'm telling you, God comes in angelic ways to me. I don't know why. He just chooses to show up that way. Even if I don't see him, he'll leave a little tab like, here I was. It's just the way he works. And it's good. And it's cool. But it's not to, you know, build a sanctuary around it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We want to build a sanctuary around the Lord and the Lord's anointing. And so the, the oil, the costly oil, is going to flow from your life. Look at your neighbor and tell them, the costly oil is about to flow from your life. It's about to flow. It's about to flow. It's about to flow. And so God is wanting to bring us into a place where we are so sure and so convinced that he is with us, he's alongside us, that he's walking with us, that there can be nothing that can shut down the anointing. And you don't care what's coming against you. Are you hearing me? There is a costly oil that God is about to pour out in this hour. And God is looking for those that are not playing games. They don't want to jump in, jump out. They want things very convenient. No, I'm telling you, the oil will cost us. And I don't know about you, but I am ready. And you're like, well, Jesus paid the cost. Yes, he did. Uh, he did. But the oil on your life is going to cost you something. For you to pick up your cross daily, and I'll get into that later. But when we pick up our cross daily, it's the crushing of God on our lives. How many like to be crushed? Come on, y'all lying. Y'all are lying. He might not be. I'm telling you. The oil comes from the crushing of the, of, the, of the olives, right? It's the place of Gethsemane where the Lord was, where he prayed through, where he brought us all freedom. It was through Gethsemane that he made it through the cross. It was through that place of crushing where the oil flowed from the Savior and gave us life and life more abundantly. Oh, I feel God on this tonight. And so Deuteronomy 32, and this is actually comes out of something that Charlie had already prophesied over us in 2019. She should call you this week because I've been on him. My God. My God. Verse 9. 
Deuteronomy 32 and verse 9. You there? All right, all right. Word, yeah, tell me word. Already dry. For the Lord's portion is his people. Someone say hallelujah. Yeah, Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in, the, in a desert, in a desert land, in, in a wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. I just, when I get to the end of that verse, I'm like, ah. As an eagle stirs up its nest, he hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up and carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led them. And there was no foreign gods with him. And he made him ride in the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. And he made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock. Now let me just, I'm going to hit on a couple things. This is, this is just an introduction. But the Holy Spirit is really, really, really pouring out. And he has found people that have been in a desert place. This is who he's seeking. He's seeking the ones who are thirsty. He's seeking the ones who are parched for the presence of God. If you're in this place and you are not parched for the presence of God, even if you're full right now. Because here's the thing. When I get full and I anticipate the Lord and I'm asking the Lord to come, he comes in such a powerful way. And then I leave and I go, I'm still hungry, Jesus. And see, so whenever we come into this place of satisfaction in the Lord, God is pulling us beyond and he's saying, who's thirsty? Who's the one that's in the desert place? Who's the one that is sitting back and, and, and desiring me? And, and I'm telling you, we're living in an hour where God is looking for the hungry and the thirsty. The Bible says, Jesus said it himself, he will fill and he will satisfy those who are hungry and thirsty. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I realize this, that we can come into seasons where we feel like we've, we're okay. And anytime you think you're okay, uh-uh, press in. I'm telling you, ask the Lord, Lord, make me more hungry. Lord, put the desire of all, I just want the desire of all, a fresh touch from you. The desire of all nations that's within my heart, that I can't get enough of you, that I can't desire more of you, that help me, help me, Jesus, so that I am never, ever satisfied. No, I'm satisfied in the anointing and the love of God, and I know who I am, and I know what my identity is in Christ. That is good. But I'm telling you, there is always more. And the word over this house is that there's more than enough. And it wasn't just talking about money or, 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 or prosperity. It's talking about the prosperity and the success of God upon your life. I love this. And it says that he encircled them. That he instructed them. See what happens in the place where you're hungry. God begins to come around you and his presence is tangible and he instructs you in the way that you should go. 
all throughout Moses' walk, it was the Lord instructing him and directing him and really just li literally guiding him step by step to the places where he needed to go. And if he did it for Moses, I'm telling you, in Christ we have a greater covenant today and the Holy Spirit will release that over your life where he will give you step-by-step -step instructions on how to go, how to move, how to live, what to see, what to believe for, what, 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 what's clogging that up, God? What is stopping that from moving? And I'm telling you, God is wanting to move things in your life, in the supernatural, into the natural. Thus the feather. Because God showed a sign right away, right immediately, right away, saying, I heard your words. Not for me, for you. <laughs> okay, for me and you. But I just feel like there is this place that God is trying to pull us and draw us into that the supernatural is going to be completely natural, not even spooky and weird. And I know I'm probably preaching to some people online that think, wow, this guy's off his rocker and he's out of his mind. And that's okay because I will take that mantle on, our, on my life. I don't care what people think because I will continue to push into the supernatural. I will continue to believe for all of you to walk in a, in a, in a manifest glory that is just unprecedented. We haven't seen it before. You will not see it. It is the end of the age. It's the outpouring that God is releasing in this hour. And he kept them as the apple of his eye. If I could get through this. He kept them as the apple of his eye. That means what is God looking for? Who is God looking for? He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's keeping you. Look at me. He's keeping you. He's kept you. He'll walk you through the fire. He'll walk you through the trial. He'll walk you through sickness. He'll walk you through health. I'm telling you, God is saying, and there is something about health. God is wanting you to step into divine health, and that means a change in lifestyle. I'm, I'm just telling you, a change in how you live and how you move and how you're being and what you eat. Oh, I'm telling you, you get my wife up here. She'll start preaching. It'll be trouble. But he is. How, you want to go for the long haul? Shift everything. Just saying. As an eagle stirs up the nest and is hovering over the young. And here's the Lord. The Lord is trying to teach us, but he's stirring us. When, the, when you are so hungry and you're desiring the Holy Spirit to come, the anointing will come and the anointing will flow. But he will stir your heart and he will begin to move you in a place where you what? Ascend into higher places. And this is all about transcending above the natural. This is all about moving beyond and pushing barriers. Because we're all so naturally minded, really, that we're no earthly good. Well, I know we've heard it the other way. But I believe this, that the Lord is trying to move us and shift our mindsets so that we break. And if you start, listen, when you, you want to break this. What do you want to break? Natural thinking. 
Because if you come into a place, if you come into a place with the eagle, where the prophetic spirit stirs you and begins to stir your life, and the wind of the spirit and the and the and the 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 the, the, uh, the tornadoes of heaven just begin to come over you and begin to move you, it begins to move your life in a in a in a force that is beyond what you know and beyond what you understand, and it brings you into a realm that God is desiring the whole church, not just one or two, because here's the truth about the anointing and about a strong anointing on your life. Maybe 10% are carrying it. I'm not speaking death. I'm saying that's the truth. So if we say, oh, yeah, Jesus sent them out to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, that's it, everyone's got it. It's a nameless, faceless generation. It is a nameless, faceless generation faceless generation, but God is looking for those who will pick up the mantle of anointing on their life and move with it. And I do believe that God is trying to raise up the whole entire church, but it's going to take a model to show. And so there's movements in New England that I believe that carry this, that want to see an anointing on people to, to, run, the, to run the race with power and strength, that the things that come against you are busted up because you've got a breaker anointing on your life. And so we see this, and it says he spreads out his wings and takes them up, carrying them, carrying them. Carrying them. That means I don't have to do the work. The Lord, when I become so, so thirsty and hungry that I just begin to step on the wing and I just lay down and I rest in who he is, yes, I posture my heart to hear the Lord. But he is bringing me up to heights. He is bringing me out of a place where I'm, I'm thinking in a low, low mindset. He's, he's moving you beyond that so that you live a life that's completely eradicating every part of the doubting mindset that you had before listen just signs that make you wonder right the sign comes to make people go really a feather because a religious mindset i got lots of friends with religious mindsets that say brother i don't know about the feather i'm telling you be careful be careful what we think is not God, and be careful what we think is God. And be careful of the boxes that you put the Lord in so that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. My God. And so Holy Spirit, come. He's hovering and increasing over you, and he's spreading out over you. When you're under the shadow of El Shaddai, when you're under the shadow of the Almighty, there is nothing, nothing that should be able to harm you. I'm telling you, I know, but my physical body right now is telling me different. I don't care. We're pressing in past that so that every person walks in healing. Every person walks in health. Every person walks in deliverance. Every person walks delivered. Every person walks in a realm of freedom. So he's going to instruct and protect you, and it's under the anointing. Do you understand this? We think that we're under protection, and we're not even pushing in for the anointing. I know I'm going to say some things that's going to make you upset. That's okay tonight. I don't really, I really want you to, to, to be jealous 
for the anointing. Yes, the anointing that abides. The oh, I got the anointing that, that no one teaches me. Just the Holy Spirit teaches me. Uh-huh. Where's the anointing? Where is it? And I'm not, I know I'm being kind of sarcastic mean, but I'm telling you, the Lord is saying we, we, we flip scriptures around and we're not walking in any of them. And the Lord is saying right now, walk in what I told you to walk in. Walk in what you're instructed to walk in. When you do that, watch what happens. When you do that, watch what comes on your life. When you do that, there's, there's going to be a cost, but it's going to be all worth it. Right? So there's a desire, right, in the dwelling of the wise. It's the oil. It's the oil of his presence. And God wants you to flow in the anointing. And where he is, he wants you to live. Right? That's what that whole scripture is about. It's about living under a prophetic mantle and living on top of it because the Lord brings you into that place where nothing defies you because you know the word of the Lord over your life. Some of us aren't even, God has already instructed us in different ways and we're not even listening to those things. And God says, listen, do what I told you and do what I instructed you to do and watch what I do. Yeah. There's an invitation to go up, right? We know this. There's an invitation to go up. And the only way we go up is through worship. And I said this last week, and intercession, and I can't get away from it. It's worship and prayer. It's worship and reading the word. But, but I can't receive out of the word unless I'm in intercession and worship. And I'm telling you, there's got to be a place where you give yourself to a couple hours a day. I'm throwing a number out there. I'm not calling it a religious number. I'm going to say God is looking for you to give yourself into a place of a couple hours a day, seeking him, listening to him, worshiping him, praying and interceding to him, and allowing, because when I get in that posture, the Lord comes and he visits. When I get in that posture, the Lord begins to come on me. And shows me himself. When I get into that posture, the oil starts flowing. And when I'm not distracted, please forgive me. If you're looking for me in the morning, don't even bother. No, I, it may be till noon. Because I'm just like in this place where I don't want to stop. I want to just lock it away. Lock it away, lock it away. So everyone forgive me now, before, okay? Because I desire God and not my phone. And not the messages, and not the texts, and not my Facebook, and not my IG, and PT, and whatever else. I don't know, I'm just throwing words out there now. But we're called to ascend, right? God is calling you to ascend. That means clear the way for the king. You cannot go somewhere if you've got all these things in front of you. Look at me. If you've got all this stuff that clutters the way, clutters the pathway, we sang it. Every mountain, down. Every highway, up. We're going to the highway of holiness. Isaiah 35. Right? Where no, there's no wolves. There's no, 
hyenas. There's nothing that comes to attack you in the place of the holiness. Uh-huh. What, are you getting religious on me? Yes. I'm telling you that the holiness that comes from the Holy Spirit will come. To you when you seek it. He doesn't anoint compromise. Bam. He doesn't anoint compromise. I'm telling you, I know. Because I'm me. I know. He won't anoint it. Every time I try to go that way, he's like, "Mm mm-mm. No oil there. You can try all you want. I'll go this way. No way. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is coming for a pure, spotless, bridal company. A company. Well, I want to do my stuff and have Jesus too. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, this is, place will be cleared out next week. There's a door open in heaven for you. Do you hear me? There is a door. John saw the door open in heaven, and the call was, come up. Come up here. I'm going to say, take everything out of your pockets that you're carrying, because that will get you there. Take all the luggage bags that you've been carrying and and your belief systems and throw them down, and that will get you there. That'll pull you into an anointing where the flow will not stop. If I take all the stuff that I believed in my past that was weighing me down, and some of it we think of as, it's good. No. God's trying to break religious mindsets. He's trying to break things that we think are prospering us, and they're not. There's a plumb line. Why does the plumb line go this way? There's a plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but my, by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's a plumb line because why? Because God is looking for the upright. God is looking for those who's been, who the Lord has allowed to clean up. Come on, we're going to talk about the vessel in a minute. And God is taking you. Come on. Come on, somebody in here. You know, you don't look like you used to look. Come on, you're not the guy that was on the streets in South Boston. You don't live there anymore. Right? I'm not the demon-possessed man that I used to be. Oh, you're laughing. Y'all don't know me. You know the new me, but you don't know me. Him and I could have wrecked a city in a week. A couple other characters in here, I'm sure. Yeah. No comment. Our eyes are fixed on Jesus. I'm saying this because he wants to use those, right? Like my testimony is a weapon. It's not a crutch. It's a weapon. My testimony and where God has taken me from is a weapon to slay, to cut the head of the enemy off. So everyone who was addicted, everyone who was doing crack, everyone who was smoking weed, everyone who was drinking till they got blind, I can cut the head of that thing off in a minute if they'll just let me. Pure worship, look at me, pure. 
pure, pure. Look at me, pure, pure worship. <laughs> pure worship carries you to the highest place. Carries us to the highest of highest places. That means that nothing, nothing, nothing can get in the way if you go, if you engage with the Lord and worship. That doesn't mean I'm singing. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm singing. It means I'm worshiping the Lord with all of my heart. If you go through the Old Testament and you look at every place where they were worshiping, they were building altars. They were building a place of sacrifice. They were building a place where they were going to burn something. That was worship. Who comes in here ready to burn stuff when they're going to worship? Oh, let me just check again. Who comes in here ready to burn something when it comes time to worship? Because I'm telling you, God is trying to pull us out of this old mindset. I'm going to do seven, seven, seven songs. Yeah, seven. Three songs. Yeah, maybe us seven, but no, I'm telling you, seven hours, yeah, that's good. What would happen if we went four hours? Get a, we need to get ready for that, because who knows what will happen if we just are all burning all, you know, just burning stuff right up here. Wait till we get to the next place. We're going to have, it's going to burn right away, right away. It's all getting stuffed. Maybe we should burn it here first, and then we can go over there clean. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, I don't want to bring it over there. Yeah, that's a good idea. We're just going to go in there and purify the place, and go in. And the Holy Spirit's going to bust stuff open in the region. Can I tell you that? I am so filled with faith that the Lord is going to bust stuff open. Even, just, listen, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire. Let's just do it. Like, the Lord just wants to do that, and he wants the people that are ready to do it. Every distraction erased. Can I, I'm going to proclaim that over you. Every distraction erased. Everything that distracts you erased from your memory banks. Every distraction that comes upon you that tries to pull you away from the presence of God, broken in Jesus' name. So glory comes, the glory, the oil, and the glory, <laughs> and the fire, comes when your flesh is broken. My flesh, my flesh is like a, you know, like a stallion. It just needs to be set. Come on. Y'all, there's wild horses in here. I know it. That God's going to get a hold of you and bust that thing down get you to ride right no I'm not kidding come on you want to be a you want to be a you want to be one of those that that are that the Lord can ride oh come on he's looking for someone that he can ride oh and we want to resist and buck him off and come on I still do it no come on we cast that thing out in Jesus name I'm being honest. We're resistant, and God's saying, I'm going to put the bit and bridle in your mouth and get you ready for what I'm about to do. But what would happen? What would happen? What would happen if he didn't have to do that? 
but it was just a whisper from the king. It was just something that he just spoke, and he did it. A nudge of his knee, and he went that way. Mmm, that's good. We should live there. Come on, God's about to expose your, the glory, ready? It's, not, it's, it's God, because God is the glory. But he's about to, through the glory of God, expose your condition. Because the word will expose, it comes to cut. And so who's listening to the word? Who's pushing away from the word? See, it's funny because leadership can act like the word, and we're here to try and break you sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, it's not pastoral abuse or it's not, you know, senior leader abuse. It's just sometimes you're getting put in a direction and people are like, and they'll kick you off. No, seriously, it happens. It happens. And then no one, then, then, we're, then we're resistant. But God wants to do something fresh. And listen, I'm, we're not heavy-handed over here. We're not. But when, when direction comes from, from leadership, right, God wants to do something and, and, and change something inside of you. Like, it's not my first rodeo. Been through this a few times. Made plenty of mistakes on my own. Come on. And so the Spirit of God is trying to expose our condition. He's trying to expose it. He's trying to bring it. And he's trying to break our flesh. That means our will. Because the flesh is your will. Oh. And so it's tangible. The anointing, look at me, the anointing is tangible. The anointing that God wants to put on you is tangible so that you can give it to someone else. The anointing that's being released over your life is super like you can touch it. And it changes people around you. Is he getting ice cream again? Mercy. The power of God is like electricity. Everyone. Oh, it's going to be. Lock the door. No. <laughs> There's a lot of moving around. Why so much moving? I don't know. It's like weirding me out today. It, it was weirding me out last week. Now it's weirding me out more. Like why is everyone moving? Holy Ghost. I love you all. Just stay put, okay, unless it's an emergency. If it's a child emergency, bless, bless, bless. But All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did I say? The power of God's like electricity? Yeah. Power of God is like electricity. Think about that for a minute. He is looking for a conduit. He's looking for a conductor. Yeah. See, power comes from somewhere, and he's looking to be touched and conducted through someone. And then he's looking for what? A receiver. Right? So it's funny because sometimes when we're in here and the, the power of God can be moving powerfully and some people, and by the way, if I touch you, it's okay, right? If you're up here, you're game. Sometimes I, I pass the line and I go after you if you're out there. But I'd rather not. I'd rather have people just come up and get it. Here's the deal. People, you're thinking people think too much. Some of y'all just bang. It's like. I can't touch this lady. She's like, no, Pastor. No. You know, <laughs> she's trying to minister to be. Like electricity should hit you and touch you. 
And I'm not saying, listen, if you fall down, great. If you don't and you're hit with the power of God, great. You don't have to fall. It doesn't. Here's the deal. If you go down, I want to see you come back changed. If the power of God touches you when you're standing, you can be changed standing up. You can have a stand-up anointing. Come on, my friend Aaron Evans has, he's got the stand-up anointing. Don't fall, don't fall, right? The Holy Spirit wants to touch you. I don't want to, no one in here should be pushing you. So if it's the weight of my hand, I'm sorry. But no one should be pushing you. Everyone who's praying for someone, don't push. No pushing allowed. And no holding people up. Because if people want to go down, let them down. No, this is how I feel. Let God be God and we won't, it doesn't make me anointed because you fall down because I really don't care. I don't. I don't. I've, I've fallen myself. Usually if I fall, I get thrown into, forget it. Usually I, I'm a receiver. I'm a big receiver. I'm a big receiver. It gets, Joe has to watch out for his face. Trying to catch me, trying to get, tr- catch me. But the reality is God is coming. I haven't even got to my points yet, guys. This is bad. This is bad. Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm going to talk about God's, God's glory and honor and, and his vessels of honor, right? But the reality is, listen, he wants you to be a receiver. So I want you, everyone say, I receive, I receive. and I give. You receive and give. This is what Jesus said. You are one who receives. Freely you receive. Freely you give. And so the Spirit of God on your life wants to bring you into a place so that you are a massive receptor, first of all. You shouldn't need anyone to lay hands on you sometimes. Like, you should just get blasted in the power of God because you're open and the anointing wants to fill you. Because this is what we don't understand about worship. God just wants you in his presence so that you get touched and changed by the anointing. The anointing, it's the oil. It's not some gimmick that I hit someone with my coat. You understand? It's not, and that can happen, and I don't criticize that. Let Pastor Benny whap as many many people as he wants to. I think it doesn't matter. God will use all different means, and it's not about the the vessel or, or, or even the demonstration, right? It's about God touching you. It's about God touching you. It's about God pouring out his oil on you so that you are changed, not just a little, forever. And from glory to glory, like from strength to strength, so that when he comes, I feel like a wild man today. I got to calm down. Like really the Lord is looking to just devour you. And inhale you into his life. No, seriously. Like, he wants you to be consumed by the fire of his presence. Thanks for coming back. I figured I'd get him on that one. God's seeking vessels of honor to carry the oil. The oil of his anointing. Popcorn is down around the corner. Concessions are that way. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. You can do it after. You'll be more anointed. Jesus is seeking vessels of honor to carry the oil that he has for our times. Our times. Our times. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's now. It's now. It's not tomorrow. It is now. It is now. Now I got everyone scared to move. 
Good. That was the idea. Thanks, Mark. Second Timothy. Let's just go there. Second Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to preach my message. It's all, it's all in the message. It's all in the message. These guys. Lock the door. Don't let them out. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No one, everyone, anyone watching online is like, what is happening over there? I'm never showing up over there. Come on, we're all having fun. I feel really good, so. Yeah, yeah, it's getting, I feel it. I feel it. I feel the Holy Ghost. Wow. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20. There's lots of twos in here. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, and some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master prepared for every good work. So there's a cost to being a vessel of honor. Yeah? Are you all right? Are you with me? Okay. Really, I, there's just a couple thoughts I had on this that the Holy Spirit comes and he wants to pour into vessels of honor. Those are, those are vessels that what? We begin to cleanse ourselves and sanctify ourselves. Look at, look, oh, just tell yourself, I am sanctified. I will be sanctified. You are sanctified. And God is continually sanctifying the church. God is continually pouring in his spirit. And every, all those things that I just mentioned before, the glory of God is here to sanctify the church, to bring a pure and spotless bride, that we walk without any guile, that we walk without any hesitation because we know who we are and we know who's redeemed us. I'm telling you, God is flowing in a realm right now, in this age, right now, right now, that he wants to pour out his spirit in such a way to change and transform us. And it happens because you are a vessel. You're not a leaky vessel. You're a vessel that's of gold and of silver. You're redeemed and you're purified. And so the, the spirit of God, there was a, just a couple things that I wanted to hit on. It was really four, four parts, but... The, the reality is he's wanting to pull us into this reality right now, right now. And I'm telling you, I, I can't, I don't even know what the Lord's about to do, but I feel the wave. It's, it's like massive. And it's not just for us, it's for whosoever. Do you hear me? I don't like this when we make it all about us and our church and this and that. It's not. God is doing so much all over the region, and New England is about to blow up. I promise you that. And the Holy Spirit is about to move in power in ways we haven't seen. So I don't care what the south looks like. Let it be because it's not going to look like the fire that hits this region. I'm telling you, something's about to burst forth. Something's about to break forth. Something's about to increase in such a way that there can't be anything that would shut it off other than the people of God. Do you hear me? If we don't want it, he won't bring it. But I'm telling you, there's going to be someone who wants it that God will bring it. So sometimes I just feel like, ah, I just want, right now I feel like I want to explode. 
my atoms just shot all over the universe right there. But here's the deal. There's first thing, and I said it before and I will say it again, costly worship. You know, when we think about costly worship, we always go to the same scripture, and I will bring it up right now. It's John chapter 12. And the dead, you know, Lazarus was just raised from the dead. Like there was just a resurrection. Like the Lord went in and raised his best friend. That's awesome. I don't want to raise my best friend, but it's awesome. And then we go to... Verse 1 in chapter 12, it says, Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, right? Where Lazarus, who had, who had been dead, <laughs> he was now raised from the dead. <clears throat> and they made him supper. Mary served, but Lazarus was, was the one who sat with him at the table. <laughs> so just, I don't know, just think about the whole scenario. I don't know. I, I read scripture and I, that excites me. You know, I don't read it like a textbook, like it's a nice story. Great. No, I think you've got the resurrected guy sitting there and you haven't talking, you're talking to him. But you are the resurrection in the life. So what does that even look like? And so God, you know, the Lord is there. He's talking to Lazarus. And then we have Mary busting in. Mary busts in and she smashes the expensive stuff and smears it all over his feet right? Anoints Jesus' feet, wipes with her hair, and then there's this aroma. And I just have to talk about that worship aroma because you can tell someone who has been worshiping in the presence of God. You can tell those who have been walking with the Lord and walking in the Holy Spirit and have an anointing on their lives because they give themselves to worship. It's just on them. And it's called out. Listen, that's why prophets come and they go, bink, because there's something on your life. And sometimes it's not even manifesting, but the Lord is saying, here, look, I see this on you. I see this on you. And the Spirit of God is, I, I, tr I really feel like that costly oil that was poured out on that day had a permeation. It's a, the fumes, it was the, the smell. It just filled the room. And not only that, I mean, obviously we were talking about Jesus, but Jesus was the one, like walking, covered, and he just walked with this smell, this fragrance. And then we have Jesus, you know, we have Paul saying that we carry the fragrance of Christ. Now I've smelled some things. Some things that have just like, I was driving on the highway and I was praying one time and I just, it was late at night so I wasn't passing by. I could smell like fresh bread one time. Just the fresh bread of God. Just come into my truck. I say that to say, what kind of fragrance are you releasing in the earth? What kind of oil is on you that's being released into the earth right now? What does it look like on your life? Are you bitter? Because bitterness is, is, you can see it. Are you confused? Because you can see confusion. It, it, it emanates. You, see, if anyone in here is prophetic, you can see stuff on people and it's emanating from them. It's not to judge. It's not so, I'm being weird and spooky and looking around and seeing who's got what. No. 
No, I'm here to intercede. If I see something on someone, I'm praying for them. Or I'm going to give them a word. I'm going to release something over their life. So what are you, what is, what is, what is the, what is this fragrance that's being released from your life? What is it, what does it smell like? Is it that costly oil? Because that's what we want to produce. It's, we want an extravagant lifestyle of worship that pours out before the Lord and begins to permeate the atmosphere. <laughs> Look at me. God wants to use your life to change the atmosphere. God wants to use your life to shift the fragrance of an atmosphere. And favor comes on your life and all those things because we give ourselves, you know, we, we, we try to, if you try to jockey, uh, I'll get in that in a minute. But the master, we want something from the master that is absolutely contagious because we worshiped him in such a way and that we broke our, our alabaster jar over his life and we love him in such a way that the whole thing begins to smell and reek like worship. already kind of hit on this, la this, this next one, but it's costly pursuit. It's costly worship, costly pursuit. We must pursue the Lord. Matthew 13 and verse 44 says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field of which a man found and hid and for the joy over it goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Verse 45, it says, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, when he sold all that he had, bought it. He bought it. And I'm just asking you a question right now. Are you ready to spend everything that's within you to acquire Jesus, to acquire the kingdom? Are you willing to spend everything? Are you willing to give up everything? Are you willing to, to give... We, pursue him in such a way are you willing to go after it in such a way that you are willing to give away every single thing no I just want the anointing no because this is the mindset in the greater church especially all of us who think we're entitled to things and you have been you are a son I say that word entitled I felt that Right. People get, like, weird. Why? You are entitled. You're sons and daughters. But it doesn't mean it's just, he doesn't give just costly oil to those who are not in hot pursuit of him. He doesn't do it. I don't see it. I don't see it on people. You all right? Are you with me? All right. So are you ready to spend everything? I'm writing this and I'm like, God, am I giving everything? Like I'm willing. What are the things that I'm holding back? Ready? Because God wants us not to hold back one thing. It got real quiet. We went from shouts to like, whoa. It's okay. The Spirit of God is moving and we want to just... Engage with what he's doing right now because the cost of the anointing is coming to your life. Some of you will choose it. Some of you cho will choose part of it and get some of it. I'm just telling you what's going to happen in the room tonight. 
Some of you will give fully over to it, and God will blast you tonight. And the thing is to keep it when you leave and to walk it out. Because there will be the enemy that tries to come and say, you didn't, that wasn't real, that wasn't real, that wasn't real, that wasn't real. He's a nag. Tell him to shut up. I know. They're not here, the kids. Number three, costly discipleship. How many want to be a disciple? Ready? Be careful would you raise your hand right now. How many want to be a disciple? How many want to be a disciple? I need to see it in this room because I'm after you. No, really. Discipleship is costly. It, true discipleship is costly because we give ourselves wholly to the Lord. We give ourselves wholly, not only to the Lord, but just moving all the stuff out of the way that keeps us from walking with him. Ready? Luke 14, verse 25 says, Now the great multitude went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, he did this to annoy everyone. He did. He did it to offend. Right? And so the Lord is, is the number one person that will offend you. Look at me. I'll go over here. <laughs> really, I know this about the Lord. He tries to offend our hearts so that he can get at something. So that's what I mean. When, when certain things happen and, and we get an offense, the Lord's like, listen, listen to me and do as I say because I know what's good for you. And we go like, no, you don't. We, we really do, right? So he says this. He said, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple, period. If you're not willing to give your kids and your husband and your wife, that's, no, let me just tell you, that's heavy. I don't say it like it's a joke. It's heavy because the Lord is like, I don't want any other gods before me. I don't want one thing ahead of me, any other things to get in my way of me working in your life because you listen to the other voices that I'm telling you. He's trying to remove everything that gets in the way. And some of us go through pain, ready? Because the very last thing, the pain that we go through trying to detach from certain things or being... Uh, anemic in certain areas of our lives and we don't know how to cope God is trying to get in so that he can bust open a jar of oil on your life like he's trying to get in so that all that stuff that you will just leave it behind and he'll break into your life and it's not even you have it's not even that you have to let them go let them go it's like you mentally have to just that does not affect me I am detached from that reality, and I walk in the reality of the king. Are you hearing me? It's good. Come on, tell me when I'm preaching good. It's really good because the Lord is trying to get us out of a mindset that hinders us and move us into a mindset that breaks through every area. Nothing's hindered. I didn't even get to the good part yet. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. Paul said, I die daily. Well, you think he didn't know the gospel? Huh. He knew the gospel. 
He knew that he had sacrifices to make daily. He knew he had to love his neighbor daily. He knew he had to love those who were going to beat him and whip him and do whatever they were going to do. They were going to lock him up. All kinds of things. So all the things that come against us, listen, we don't even go through anything. Not yet. Maybe a day, but not yet. And the Holy Spirit is wanting us to move ourselves into discipleship where I will give, I will pick up my cross daily and follow after him. Right? And it says, uh, verse 28 says, which of you intend, this is great, this is great. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? Listen to the last statement. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. I'll just, I just know from construction, you got to start. You got to start it well. You got to know what you're doing. You got to have a plan. You got to know what it costs, or you're going to get smoked on the job. All right? That's just in the natural. I'm just telling you here right now that God has built a great foundation. I'll just talk about this place. God has built a great foundation here. And God is going to continue to build this thing. But we, ma- we made a decision. It may have taken me three years into it. I promise you that's when it was. It was about three years into it. You are going to do this. We're going to do it well. And we're going after it. And it, it's no longer an experiment. And you're going for it. And so this is what happens. You have to count the cost. What if I do this? What if I do that? God, what if you don't show up? You're going to make me look really bad. Yeah, he's not concerned about me looking good. Can I tell you that? He's not concerned. I am his favorite son, but he's not concerned. Right? It's about the Lord. And so lest the Lord builds the house... I labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds things in your life, you labor in vain because you do things out of obligation. You do things out of religious rhetoric. You do things out of whatever it might be, whatever the reasons are. We've all got different things, the reasons why we do things. God is trying to get in and build a foundation in your life so that you walk and you can build tall. Amen? So we have costly worship, costly pursuit do not stop pursuing him (laughs) you know what the membership is in this church pursue Jesus that's the membership yeah what's we want to be members yeah here's the secret handshake and and let's go for God like come on like I'm not concerned about getting a list of who's the member and the charter members, although we got charter members, people that have been with us from eight years, right? The Lord knows. And he wants you to continually pursue him in such a way. Verse 30, I left it out. This man began to build and was not able to finish. How many want to finish? I want you to count the cost, really, right now, even tonight, we'll take, an, we'll take, we'll just ask the Lord, Lord, what does it look like me finishing the race well? 
What's, what's it look like me building the thing that you've given me, my life? And it doesn't have to be a ministry. We get it confused. It's not a ministry. It's everything we do. God, am I building correctly? Am I listening to what you're saying? And am I building according to your purposes? Am I building according to the design? Remember Moses, he, get, he received a design from heaven, and he did it. And he walked it out. And the glory, it didn't just come on the on the tabernacle, it came in Solomon's temple with power where the priest couldn't even walk. And then the last thing, ready? It's costly servanthood. Look at me. The Lord is not concerned about anything other than me serving him first, but I serve the people around me as well. Right? I serve my family. I serve my, my, my church and my leadership and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is concerned about us being servants to one another. Because I don't want to put it in, oh, it's, you know, we can make this look like I can put a guilt trip on people. Servanthood. Ooh, like that weird religious thing. And I want people to serve. Don't get me wrong. We've got a great team. And God continues to expand the team sovereignly. Right? We need help in all kinds of areas, but I cannot pressure people to do that. God has to find someone, bring them some from somewhere, and plop them in. Don't get me wrong. We need help with all kinds of things, but there, there's, there's a reality. Costly servanthood. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 11 and 12. He who is greatest among you will be what? A servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. I like that. You want to exalt yourself, get ready to get your legs kicked out. No, this is how the Lord works. He's like, I'll let you go high. Watch. It'll build. It'll go. And then we'll take you down. Right? And he who humbles himself will be what? Exalted. So if I make room and I give myself wholly to the Lord and I serve everything that he says, like if I am involved and I serve in the, in the areas that he tells me to serve and serve my family and serve the people around me, watch what happens. You don't do it with motive to go up. See, it's all about the heart. I don't do it with motive to get somewhere. I allow the Holy Spirit to come and touch me and move me, right? John 15, verse 18, it said, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Verse 19, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you're not of this world, but I chose you out of the world. Look at me. He chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. So do you understand that the spirit of this age hates you? Before I read this last thing. Because as soon as we come into understanding that the spirit of this age hates you, you are not here to, to transform uh, a, a culture necessarily, but God is called to come in and transform you so that your light, hear me? Did, did I say something wrong? God didn't call us to transform culture. He called us to be light. He called us to burn bright, and people around us will change. But I believe that it's going to get dark and light's coming and we're just going to be ready because the Holy Spirit on you is going to cause the world, the world, this age, to def actually despise you. 
I didn't expect Sharon for that. But that's the truth. And so while we want to go into marketplaces and we want to do the things that God's called us, you have to understand, the Lord said it first. If they hated me, they're hating you. Like those who are anti-anointing are going to hate you. So don't try and blend in. Uh, I'm just saying, don't try and blend in. Because we think, oh, I'll just be all right. I'll just blend. I'll go into the world and blend. You are not a chameleon. No, you called to burn bright. And I feel like God is wanting to fashion you in a way so that the oil can come in. And that means when all these things that I just said, when servanthood becomes a, a monument in your life, when worship becomes a monument in your life, when all these other things become a monument in your life, that I pursue him with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, those things God will pour oil on. When I, when I put a monument of being his disciple, following after him, not moving this way or that way, but listening to what the Holy Spirit says, and I run, I run the race. Remember the word that I said to you, Jesus said, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. That means who's with you, they'll be running with you. But those who aren't with you, listen, God is trying to transform our lives to look and to be that vessel that God comes and pours out his spirit on. Listen, the anointing is for you. Everyone in this room, the anointing of his presence is for you. Will you take it? Will you increase it? Because everyone in this room has an anointing. But you're not covered and smeared with the anointing. That means the mesh, the, the, the Christ, the anointing means Christ, but it's that anointing that's smeared into you that you begin to smell. You begin to release the fragrance. You begin to look like Jesus. You begin to operate in the earth like the Lord himself. That means he brought himself low. Oh. We get concerned about platforms and stuff. And God says, listen, I'm telling you, revival's coming right now. Revival is in the air. It's in the atmosphere. Revival is here. It's just, are we pulling down an anointing of revival into our lives? Am I pulling it down? I am revival. Are you? I'm checking because the, we, we just kind of, we go with mottos, right? I am revival. We got t-shirts. Listen, God wants to pour his spirit out on a place. He wants to pour his spirit out on the whole earth. That's what Joel said. That's what the book of Acts said. That there's a last day's outpouring that will come and it will come to all of us. But you have to be in the place to receive it. I'm a conduit. I'm receiving. I'm taking it. Lord, I'm worshiping you with all of my heart. All these things don't matter to me. And I, you have to live life. I'm not telling you to ignore life. I'm not telling you to ignore the bills. I'm not telling you to ignore those things. But God is trying to align you so that all those things are not forefront of your mind. It's broken off your mindset so that you walk in, in, the, in a fresh anointing. An anointing of a wild ox.
And so vessels are being fashioned right now, right now. Right now, vessels are being fashioned. And, and God wants to release that new vessel, and he wants you to carry the spirit and the fresh anointing. He wants you to carry the spirit of revival on your life. It's funny. I was thinking about certain things that I had expectations of that I had no anointing that I was carrying before. No, I was thinking about these things like throughout the week because I had aspirations to do certain things, but I never had the, I was never carrying what I needed to, to do those things. Why? Because of my worship. Because of my discipleship. Because of all those things I just said to you. Because of my pursuit. Don't get me wrong, I've been pursuing the Lord my whole life. My whole Ever since I got saved, I've been chasing after Jesus. But there were areas that God was trying to rem just block out. And he said, I want you to focus here. I want you to focus there. And God poured in. And so now I'm watching because I, he wants to do it on, a, on all of you here right now. Revival can't come unless you allow him to craft your heart in such a way where you can carry what God has for the next generation. Did you get that? He's looking to craft you. He's looking to get into your heart. He's looking to open because all these things are issues of the heart. Sometimes we get, sometimes we get in a position we're leaning back, and God's saying, push forward. Help me out, guys. Holy Spirit. He wants to shift. He wants to change our hearts. I want you to just get prepared right now because God wants to pour something into you in these moments. The Holy Spirit is calling. Listen, I can't come to the Lord unless the Spirit calls. I can't even go deeper places unless the Holy Spirit is prompting me. He's pushing me. He's moving me. And all this has to do with an inner life that God is causing us all. Come on, you can stand. Everyone get up because I know it's all of a sudden got hot in here. Well, that usually tells me I'm done. on the Lord will just pour into vessels if you just come up that's all if you're ready if you're not don't move if you're not don't move but if you're ready just move and I believe that just don't be hindered don't sit back don't don't be hindered
just lift your hands up. We're just going to let the Lord do it. There's more than enough in the room. The Lord wants to pour into people. We don't divide our hearts anymore. We just look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Some of you, God's been trying to pull you into a disciple. Just be a disciple. Just die daily. Some of you, God's been trying to get to just continue to just focus all your energy, all your eyes on the Lord, to worship Him with purity. I I said that at the beginning. That was the Holy Spirit saying He wants pure worship. That means undivided. You 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 don't change. You don't shift. You keep your eyes focused on the Lord. You keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You don't look at people around you. I don't care if someone's outperforming you. (laughs) No, this is where it's at. And pursue. God is wanting to come into a fresh place where you pursue Him. Pursue, pursue, pursue. Don't stop. Some of you get tired. Some of you capitulate. (laughs) And God's saying, press in. It's not striving to pursue Jesus. So, Father, we thank you right now. You're going to hit this place like like fire. I thank you. Come on, you're you're all conductors right now, ready to receive. You're ready to receive. You're ready to receive. So God, move in your presence. Move in in the glory right now. Move by your power, God. Move on people's hearts right now. Electricity, God. I pray that you release the fire that looks like electricity tonight. That, Lord, it moves us into a, a fresh place, God, with you. Come on, the prophetic swirl's coming. 